Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano. And in this podcast, guys, we have a very special guest, Super Bowl 25 champion, third all-time in Giants games played, only behind Eli Manning and Michael Strahan. We welcome the great Howard Cross to the program. Thanks, Howard, for joining us. Hi, guys. How you doing tonight? Good. How are my man? How you doing? I can't complain. Nobody listens when you do. <laughs> First off, Jerry, uh, I see Howard around the building doing game day. I see him at the facility. Dude, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up his ass, but dude's a first-class act, bro. Um, I'll be standing by the media door. Howard can walk into his car. He always throws a wave, give a yell out, see him. Uh... So, Howard, yo, it's an honor to have you on. Um and the reason, one of the main reasons why, well, we always love the way you played, Howard. Uh, but you, you got the pulse of the team, my man. You know, you're right there with Popper and Banks. You're there every, you know, every Sunday. And there's no better guy to bring on to tell everybody listening about, you know, the feel of this team. So let's get into it, Howard, a little bit. Hey, three and six coming off the bye, yeah. heading to Tampa Monday night. Howard, what do you, what's the state of this team? How do you feel? the state of this team is, and is there a potential to go on a little bit of a run? Tell us how you feel about this squad. Well, right now, you know, they got to go up against Tampa, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Tampa's like kind of reeling and rocking right now, but the problem is, is that they don't have all their guys. If if Tampa gets healthy, like, you know, get back uh, Brown and, and, and Gronk, then Tampa's going to be a problem. But if they don't, then I think you can still get the Brady and still cause them some problems kind of have a lot more focus on Mike Evans out there trying to slow him down. And he, he doesn't seem to like the other tight ends as much as he likes Grunk. So that's a good thing. Then after that, you got a lot of t- a lot of games that are possible winnable games. You have Washington, you got Miami, you got, you, we don't know what state of the line uh, uh, the Chargers are going to be in. You got the Eagles twice, you got Dallas. So there are some games out there that can be, that can be won, that can be had. It's just going to be, can they, keep it together. The defense is playing a lot better. You got to like that, uh, which you know, was something we were expecting the whole year, but you know, they're kind of picking it up as they go. Uh, I think they're about, like I said, in the meat of the schedule, so we'll see what happens. And as far as the offense goes, if for God forbid, if someone could stay healthy, then they, they'd look pretty good. I think Daniel Jones has been, you know, for, for the best part of the season, been been really good uh, taking on, you know, an offensive line that's the, I don't know, patchwork at best. Nice. <laughs> so he's he's doing the best he can. You don't ever seem to have uh, uh, Saquon out there. You don't have Galladay out there uh, some of the time. You don't have, 
you know, Shepard's not out there some of the time. Uh, Tony's been nicked up. So, like, you're out there a lot of times trying to figure out who you're throwing the ball to or who you're handing it to and, you know, hopefully who's blocking for you. So, yeah, look, there's a lot of debate all the time with on Twitter, and you try to stay away from some of it. But one of the consistent themes has been, is Daniel Jones the guy? So, you know, what you said is kind of what Chris and I have been saying. Like, you know, he's got a patchwork O-line at best. The offensive line, I'm, I'm sorry, his offensive weapons haven't been there all year. You view Daniel Jones as a guy who can be the franchise quarterback for the Giants going forward? Yeah, I think Daniel's going to be like, he's way, well above an average quarterback. I, I don't think people realize how good the kid is. And I'm not saying this because I'm a Giants fan. If you're playing with almost no one out there uh, sometimes protecting you and you're having some some sort of success, good thing. If you're playing with all of your complement of, of players and you're trying to find a way to have success, it's a good thing. Like, you know, he was player of the of the week one week when he was playing. So he's he's doing better, even though, like I said, patchwork uh, line, not of his all of his uh, explosive weapons are out there, and he's still fighting. You know, week in and week out, and the team loves him because, you know, unfortunately, and I do say this unfortunately, he's not afraid to try to mix it up and get his head in there. You know, right. that's a, that's a bad thing. But you know, being a bigger guy, you know, looking at guys as if they're like, hey, I should be able to run over him. You can only do that one or two times before a guy said, oh, he's not going down. I got you. So it's like, <laughs> you, gotta, you just got to be smart about that. I, I, I believe that, you know, as far as quarterbacks go, someone was, was arguing with me today. And I was like, I'm not arguing. I'm just telling you facts. I'm like, he gets better and better seemingly every every year, every week. He, you can see the improvement. He already changed his body. He's gained weight. He's gotten stronger. Uh, so he can be a little more durable in the situations. So I, I you know, I look forward to him having like a, a few more great year, good years, and then next year will have to be another giant step for him. If if they're healthy, he should make a tremendous step forward. How? What do you see that he has to maybe improve on a bit to get to that next level? It's not a lot. I mean, you know, uh, he, if he's getting the ball out of his hands fast. That also is predicated on the idea that the receivers are getting open fast. You know, when he gets more guys that are open quicker, he'll be able to, you know, uh, read the read the defense and get the ball out faster. But you got to be open and at your spot. You can't throw the ball to a guy if a guy's stumbling. You can't throw the ball to a guy if he's not – if the defender is beating him out of his break. It's just going to be a little bit more of that, you know, year, year in and year out. I think that he's gotten, you know, more uh, boisterous with the guys. Guys can hear his voice a lot more when you see him in the huddle, when you see him on the sideline, and they look up to him as, as a leader on the team. It's not just Saquon Barkley's and, and whatever. It's you know, Daniel Jones is one of their leaders, and he's actually playing like it. And I think the people, they want him to be Patrick Mahomes, or they want him to be whoever. That's Every quarterback's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Right, you know, you you got some good quarterbacks out there that are playing pretty good, and you can win with them. And making, I, I think you can do more than win with Daniel. I think in this division, I think every year he's going to get better. I, I think Dak is going to, hopefully, and I do say this hopefully. I hope that Dak stays healthy. I hope that Dak can can get to you know continue his his pace. I think the Giants will have Daniel. The Dallas will have Dak. Uh, Washington has no one. Uh, the Eagles have Jalen. Jalen could be really good one week and really bad one week. And right. no one really knows why that is. So, you know, as far as things go, there are two two teams that have quarterbacks in the division, Dallas and the Giants, and they're both happy with them. Like I said, Dak's the only problem with him is that 
Like, I worry about that because that's a bad injury. And you can see that things are breaking down and whether it's his shoulder and his throwing motion because it takes more energy to throw. Yeah. Or if it's his calf, to, you know, it, it, it might be a year or two. And hopefully, like I said, I don't wish anybody anything with their health. I, I just hope that he's going to be healthy and that, that if he doesn't play well just because he's not playing well, not because his body's breaking down on him. One of those weapons that, that Daniel has, Evan Ingram. Um, <laughs> Jerry, you t- are reading my mind, Jerry. Go ahead. <laughs> the tight end position overall, and Chris, lead in, you know, ask another question about him if I'm not asking the one no, you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, but, you know, are they, is this offense utilizing the tight end the way you would envision or the way you expect? Like, I'd love to get your perspective on this because you played the position. And, um, you know, it just seems like they don't get going with Ingram. And I know he's had some injuries, but when he's in, I just I don't know the last time I've seen a seam route with with the tight end. Um, Again, this is not like not, not a criticism or anything. It's just it's Jason Garrett. We thought that Jason would have the tight ends. You kind of like the old Witten days. Mm. That's what we thought we were going to be looking at uh, because Witten killed the Giants for years. He went after him for years. And Witten's a, a big, strong guy, but he's no nowhere near the athlete of of ingram or you know even kyle rudolph he's like okay that's kind of a mirror image to the guy that you had so you're looking for that that's something jason's got to figure out how he wants to get that instituted but you know in in all fairness to to jason and 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 the call on the play call and everything if you don't see the tight end out in the route it's because he's trying to help block the edges and keep guys from killing your quarterback and it's been a lot more of that than you know they expected if Andrew Thomas comes back and he's healthy, then you don't have to worry about one side. You don't have to worry about his side. But if he's not back and healthy, you got to do some chipping. You can't just yeah. run out on the routes. You got to try to keep your quarterback upright. Howard, staying on Evan for a second. Um, obviously, you know him. I know him from the locker room, obviously, before COVID. And now, you know, we see him once in a while outside. You know the way it works at the facility now. Mm-hmm. Um. You don't, there's nobody I root harder for than this young man, Howard, because he is one good dude. Uh-huh. Great kid. Great kid, right, Howard? I mean, we both, you know him better than me, but I, yeah. I mean, I got to know him over the last four years. He's been on the squad, um, and he's a great kid. But he just never seems to quite put it all together, right? Um, he has great practices. It doesn't translate to the field at times. The kid is one athletic dude. One athletic kid. Why is it, Howard, you think he just hasn't put the whole package together in the four years here? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he made a Pro Bowl last year. Like, you know, you, you got you to gotta take things like that in consideration. I think he does a good job catching the ball. I just think, as far as I can tell, there's when you look at it, you have to get more opportunities, right? Right. So if he has... 60 catches but he drops five balls and you know people focus on the five he dropped not the 60 that he caught if you have 60 catches and you have like five touchdowns they don't focus on well why why are you only having five touchdowns so you're never going to be good enough and that's just part of it he doesn't have that big booming personality like these other guys you see you know the guy in san francisco the guy in kansas city uh, and, and those guys are like their personalities. They're not just tight ends. Like you're like, oh, yeah. they're, you know, they're fun. They're whatever. Ingram's just kind of a quiet guy. And I think that that you know, playing in this market, listening to people beat on you and and sometimes love you, sometimes hate you, 
you got to have some thick skin and don't care. Like when I played, it was different. Like when guys would say something to me like, well, what you need to do, and I, I turn around, I'd look at them like, oh, please tell me. I'd love to hear what you think I should be doing. And I was like, and how much do you weigh? Oh, right, you're so right. That's cool. Smart guy. It's like, you know, like, yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't take anybody's, I didn't take their, I didn't take fans not to be mean to them. I didn't take them as a serious people to be listening to. You should I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Look, your seat is where, where are you sitting next? If I listen to you, I'll be with you. So you relax. <laughs> like, don't, don't exactly. do it. And I would like laugh a little bit and go on. But you know, with today's world, we have social media, we have everything's at your fingertips and it's not, you can't turn it off. Right. So those kind of things bother these guys. Like if I was playing today, I wouldn't have an Instagram account. I wouldn't Smart. have a Twitter account. I wouldn't Smart. have anything because I just wouldn't want to deal with people. Remember, the people who like you or, or whatever it is that they do, they don't know you. Right. And they have one shot to say something about you, and then that's, that's it. And we've seen, you know, how it's staying on that subject for a quick second. You know, we've seen two incidents happen with Kadarius, KT, mm-hmm. where – he kind of was misinterpreted. What you know, you know, he's saying one thing, and you know what the kid really means. You know, like like for instance, the the, the last thing with the with the rug situation in 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 the Vegas, mm-hmm. like KT goes out there says, you know, pray for everybody, and and people are spinning it like he's saying yeah. something bad. That nothing wrong. We know what KT meant, but here we are on social media, and if they want to make you a villain, well, exactly right, Howard. So, <laughs> what is it? What is it from Batman? You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. <laughs> and that's what you know. That's what Judge stresses to these young guys about. Hey, just be careful when you go on because you're gonna maybe have to interpret it. You don't want to have to interpret the whole media, mainly the media and everybody, about what you mean to say. You know. Here, here, here's the reality of it. <clears throat> Whatever is written, whatever is posted, whatever, anything, anybody can use it any way they want. You could say, you know, uh, yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, you should say Happy Holidays. You could say Happy Holidays. Well, why don't you say Merry Christmas? Right. You could say Happy Halloween. Well, why you say that, but you can't say this? Someone always is a contrarian and wants to be an argumentative person. Mm-hmm. What you have done with social media, what we've done with social media, we've given them a voice. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and, right. Yeah, and if you give someone a voice, they'll say whatever they want to say just to try to get you riled up. Usually if I see something that's bad posted about me, I just like click, delete, and keep moving. <laughs> I'm like, right. I don't, like, they don't know me. So, you know, oh, I know you, but no, you don't. You, and, and it's hard for guys to divorce themselves from it's that. It's hard, yeah. Uh, and for kids, you know, I have kids. I talk to my kids about it. So remember, likes are not people who like you. You can have a million, you can have a million likes or you can have – one friend which one would you rather have right like you want the friend you want somebody that like if you get likes likes don't come and get you if something's wrong likes are not the person you call when your mother dies likes are not it's not the thing that it has nothing to do with anything it's just likes it's just things in space yeah and after likes from what we understand are robots so (laughs) so it doesn't really even matter yeah hey jerry just one quick one with howard Howard, i'm gonna put the gm cap on you for one second Get back to Evan. Would you bring him back? Would you try to bring him back if you were the general manager of the Giants? It, it depends. Like, you know, and, and, not, and it's nothing against Evan because Evan's a, a phenomenal talent, but it, it depends. And it depends on, you know, okay, what do I, what do I want to get this coming offseason? Do I, what, where do I need the most help for the team? What's going to make me more productive? Some people are going to say, 
as many linemen as, that are hurt, you might need some healthy linemen. You might need one or two guys at linemen. You might need uh, linebackers and guys that you know you got Zimenez, uh, who who we thought was going to be one guy, and, but you got Ojolari who's coming on. You got the kid out of Miami who's coming on as pass rushers. Yeah, just just for a couple games here and there. You need guys that are going to come on and be threats every game. You need. Linebackers, Blake Martinez is going to be coming back off of uh, from ACL. Is he going to be healthy enough to play? Like, is he going to be? Is he going to be Blake Martinez of a, you know 150 tackles, or is he going to be Blake Martinez of 75 tackles? So you you got a lot of players to look at just on that side of the ball. Uh, you got plenty of receivers. Yeah. You got plenty of plenty receivers. receivers. Yeah. So it's like what you know. Where are you going to? Where are you going to improve yourself? And and you know, I think Ingram is going to be a guy that's going to. He's going to want to get get paid. Now, can he price himself out of, out of this market? Possibly. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the the thing that as fans, we want to see our players around forever. Like, oh, Howard, you stayed around forever. Yeah, Howard was loyal. Howard was also stupid because you can get more money. You go get it. It's a short career. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> hey, listen, Howard, you're 100% correct. <laughs> like, I, like, I, like uh, yeah, like, uh, don't price yourself out of the league, kid. Hang in there. You know, like, okay, yeah. you're, you're thinking that now. Like, you take every dime you can get. Short-lived career. Uh, you want to get the most out of it. You put a lot of your body into it. You get as many dimes out of every shekel you can. Keep moving forward and keep working hard. One more on Ingram, then we'll get off it. Um, look, stating the obvious, you were one hell of a blocker. You were so good that they, you could have changed the eight to a seven and no one would have thought anything differently. You would have been the right tackle. Evan Ingram comes into the league. Blocking is not his forte. It, it appears he's gotten better. What is your take on, on his blocking technique over the last four years? No, it's not technique. He just got, he, he's lighting the britches. You know, that's all it is. It's not yeah. so much the way he does it. Like he, he sticks his nose in there and gets after it. He doesn't yeah, he turn does. anybody, he doesn't turn anybody down. Yeah. You know, that that's the thing that he, he's not pulling, you know, this is such a nice guy. And I hate to use this as a verb. He's not pulling a Tebow, you know, right. he's, he's not. Right. And I think, I think he's getting better. Like he's actually, uh, in the last few games, I've seen him, they've pulled him across the line, like like he looks like he's going to go out to run a screen, he and he blocks the defensive end one on one. Right. So like you know that if he can do stuff like that, that makes him more than serviceable. Uh, when I say he's not in a lot of routes, he's not in routes because he's he's helping chip and block the, the defensive end and the, and the yeah. outside pass rusher sometimes. So to, to ask a question is blocking for as far as tight ends go, he's above average now. He's doing he's doing pretty good. Yeah. Howard. Joe Judge, tell me, you know, what you see in him, what you like. Is he the guy for this job? Yeah, I think, I think, I think the biggest problem the Giants have had over the last uh, six years is that they have been impatient, uh, and you know, fans and and ownership and management, they all know they, they're looking back at now and trying to recycle things in their mind, and it's just impatience. You you get a coach, it takes time to develop. The program. It takes time to get all the players in. It takes time to institute your philosophy and the way you think things should be. And fans are like, well, we've been losing for six years. Well, he wasn't here for six years. He's here for right. two. It's right. his second year. The well, first year was a COVID year. Like nobody in the stands. Right. Like, working with working with guys. He they were playing games before he'd ever probably met everybody and shook everybody's hand. Probably right. couldn't shake their hand anyway because of COVID. But you know what I mean? It was, like, <laughs> it was just it was just that was going on this year. 
you meet everybody. You're still coaching. You're still grinding. You're still trying to get a little closer to the moment. Next year, you expect more out of him. You expect more out of the team. And you and that's partially him, and that's partially the GM, and that's partially the players that are on the field. Like three, the three parts got to make it. Yeah, and I think that he's got the right temperament. I think he's working really hard. I think the guys respect him. I, I, I think that if you, if you think about how teams are playing, they're fighting every game. Yeah, every game. They're in every game. You know, a, a call here, a call there. The, the world will be changed. But I tell people, like when you're losing, you don't get calls, and so you forget that. So you have to be a little extra careful, a little extra whatever to try to do the right thing. But at the same time, the plays they're getting penalties on are, are usually plays where guys are. You jumped off sides. Why did you jump off sides? Because we needed that play to win. So I'm trying to get there to get the ball, to, to block a field goal. Why did you do that? Well, we needed that play to win. What you like? We're trying to sack the quarterback. I'm trying to get them, trying to get the jump on the ball. But we got an interception. Yeah, but if I don't get there, I don't know that guy's getting an interception. So that that's the that's kind of the rub. So the, that's two or three plays that would have changed changed what, what people are talking about with the Giants right now. But I think, like I said, the second, I think all, everybody went home. I think a, a big focus for when they went home was like, hey, look, we're going to have to be almost perfect. And I don't take anything away from it, but we got to be as close to perfect as possible. And this call that we keep getting with the uh, taunting and everything, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It, it really, I feel bad for, I feel bad for the league, the way it makes it makes them look. I feel bad for, for the, when you see it, you know, people all over are like, what the heck is this? And then the announcers are trying to make it seem like it's the right thing to do, but guys aren't crazy. They're not fist fighting every week. So I'm I, I still confused by what the taunting yeah. is. Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> you, you, since you brought that, I was going to go somewhere else, but since you brought that up, officiating overall, it just seems like they're, they're now deciding so many games, Howard. Like these officials, I don't know why that is. I don't know if there's too many rules, but, um, mm-hmm. It's look. We're still going to watch. We're still going to enjoy watching these games, but they're making it a little tough. I don't know if um, what your thoughts are on officiating overall. No, my, my my thoughts on officiating overall is that I think it's probably the hardest thing to do uh, when you're on the field is being official. You're talking about guys running it's over 20 miles an hour, sometimes right at you, and you're trying to make sure that their hands are in the right place or their feet are in, in the right place. Do they hold on to the ball? Did not hold on to the ball? Like, who's supposed to be watching the feet? Who's supposed to be watching the hands? Uh, when is the guy getting pulled? I, I think that some of the rules should be adjusted. You know, the taunting rule. Here's one that I think is the funniest rule ever, and that's the uh, no touching after five yards, right? <laughs> yeah. So that play, if you're on the other side of the field, away from the ball, and I put my hands on you seven or eight yards downfield, yeah. I can be called for illegal contact. Yeah. Yeah. But if I throw the ball to you in the end zone, and I got my hands all over you, but the ball goes over my head, oh, it's uncatchable. I'm like, no, <laughs> but it's still illegal contact. You shouldn't have his hands on me. Yeah, right. so, it's, so it's like a really weird rule, and it needs a better interpretation, but it just is what it is. So I'm not trying to change any rules. I would like for them to give it the taunting thing or really, you know, recondition it for if, if guys are like really getting in each other's face, that might be like, hey, look, and you shouldn't throw the flag. You say, look, guys, if you don't stop, I'm going to throw a flag. Yeah. That should be the that should be the answer. It shouldn't be, right. I'm throwing the flag automatically. Right. The right. officials should, you know, and that that's all and it needs to be done. 
And it's not going away, Howard. You heard the league at the, at the GM meetings. They're very proud of this rule. They, they're like, oh, we're very good with it. You, you hear them. At, uh, you, I'm sure you read what came out of those meetings. They, they want to enforce it even more. I appreciate it. I, I hear them. I think that if they, if they want to know anything, just look at baseball and you'll understand it. Before, two years ago, if you flipped the bat, they would throw at your head on the very next play. No doubt. Now the, the bat flip is character. Yeah. And they're like, who has the best bat flip? Yeah. You know, like that question was a dumb rule to begin with. Anyway, the pitcher strikes you out. He's out there flexing like the Hulk. <laughs> you can't, you can't hit him with a, you can't throw the bat at him. So, like, so no. if I flip the bat, oh, that's disrespectful. Like that guy screaming and yelling is not disrespectful, but something like that's stupid. But now they've incorporated it into the game, and that's all they talk about. Oh, what a bat flip that was! Oh my god. How long does it take him to run around the bases? But it adds character to the game. And it adds things that young people like to see. Yeah, that's true. Right? And, and it, it makes you it makes it more exciting. You want to see the guys do a little dance or whatever. They're getting in getting each other's face. You want to see them be adults and like, hey, get back to you, get back to the huddle. And they turn around, they go back to the huddle. Right. And if they don't, then you throw the flag. Right. But there's no if they don't do you throw the flag. It's like you you looked at me too long flag you pointed in my direction flag flag it was like i mean the cassius marsh thing last week he's <laughs> looking at the sideline gets a flag and he gets fined that was terrible that that's my favorite call of, of the year because the official bumped him oh he well he, he kind of threw the old hockey <laughs> howard i mean howard unless i'm wrong hip check he looked like threw the old hockey hip check there at him a little bit like like he didn't say what are you doing he didn't say get back to the huddle he literally stared him down and bumped him like, "What are you like?" Oh, I'm like, "What? Well, sorry." Like, <laughs> so it's. Hey, Howard, I like to get your opinion on two things um, that I think they should do. Um, one, they do it in college. That's the targeting call, where they review it. Howard, guy gets hit, they'll review it if the guy hit him with his helmet or his shoulder, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they Obviously, re- go ahead. They should review it. The targeting call. In, in in my opinion, it's more for the guy that's lowering his head than it is for the guy getting hit. Because when you mm-hmm. lower your head, that's the weakest point of your neck. As you get, yeah. And and you're running at such a high pace that if you're just off a millimeter or whatever, then yeah. your head will just could you could break your neck. Like you know, that's Dennis Bird back in the day yeah. targeting would have been called, and he would have done it. So spearing a guy and dropping your head, especially if the other guy's running at his full you know full yeah. pace. And he's not—he's not necessarily dropping his head, but he's, you know, trying to protect himself. So when he makes the ball, he's even harder to hit. So that—that that could be a bad thing for him. So that—that's a good call to to have. No, no, I, no. I love the way they've taken the helmet out of the game, Howard. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. But as far as the play on the field, with his very questionable flags about a guy getting hit in the chest with a shoulder or the helmet, in college they look at all the targeting calls. They review it to make sure it was a target. Do you think they should do that in this league? And Howard, one more. Roughing the passer calls, mm. a lot of controversial calls this year. Do you think that's another thing they should look at quickly in the booth to make sure it is roughing the pass as far as a guy getting hit in the head or whatever it might be? I think that that that, that it would be easier if, you know, it's kind of hard to constantly second-guess the refs. And, and that's the hard thing that, that the, the refs have to deal with constantly. I think that the refs should be like, hey, look, I, I don't want to miss that one. So, like, if we call it, give it, like, you know, 30 seconds for them to look at it really quick while they're doing it. 
I'm like, okay, before you snap the ball, by the way, uh, he was targeting to throw a flag on that. If not, just keep going. And that's, but you can't, almost can't do it. But there are all these games being watched by so many cameras, especially the big games are watched by a lot of cameras. It's the games that are a one o'clock game that, you know, no one's playing anybody. It's kind of harder to, to, to track some of that stuff. And as far as, a, as the, the rough in the passer, it depends on the quarterback. If it's Tom Brady, if it's, if it's Russell, <laughs> I'm telling you, if it's Russell Wilson, if, if it's, if it's uh, Aaron Rodgers, roughing looks a lot different than if it's uh, a guy who's running every down. You, you, you don't see them get, you don't see uh, my man down in Baltimore getting roughing calls, and he's the skinniest one of them all. But if you rough Kyle Murray, it looks like you just you you attack somebody's child. He's so small, <laughs> so you, you kind of have to understand like it's the quarterback. But like Cam Newton never got a roughing call. Oh man, he never got one, man. Like, and Daniel Jones may oh. never get a roughing call because once you start running and you're like Daniel may not get it because he's running over dudes. Like so, it's like hey Daniel, I'm telling you, they're gonna be looking for you. You yeah. run over guys one time, and guys are like, okay, I'll take the fine. He's not gonna run over me. Howard, you know, I've mentioned it numerous times in this podcast and, you know, in articles, Twitter might be, you know, people obviously don't have the opportunity like we do to see Daniel up close. He's a big boy. Yeah, he's a big dude, man. He's, he's a big, strong kid, Daniel. Yeah, he, he put on about 15 to 20 pounds of muscle. He's he's not a joke. And Howard, <laughs> two years ago <clears throat> in training camp, remember, Jerry? We're going to get to the speed story. He does his own. He does his own reading camp, and he goes down the right sideline. And I text Jerry from camp saying, "Yo, you're not gonna believe how fast this kid is." <laughs> well, he showed the world, right? Howard last year in Philly. Yeah. He when he run. gets it out, Howard, how quick, how fast is Daniel? It's, it's probably he's probably like a four, five, four, six guy, yeah. and that's pretty big for a guy that's you know should be awkward and long, or whatever. He he runs very good. And he really does. And he, if you get out, if you get him out on the edge and get him out in space, it's shocking to see him moving so fast because he doesn't look like he's running fast. Right, right, right. But he is. Yeah. Did he just pass me? Like what? Yeah. How did he do that? So that's that's what guys are getting getting not getting used to, to seeing how quickly. But when you see Lamar Jackson run, you're like, okay, he's moving. All right, right that's, we got to figure something out. Right. You see Kyler Murray running, like, okay, he's twitching and moving. So I don't know what to do here. Daniel is more of a straight line guy, so he'll he's not going to juke anybody out. But if he's on a straight line, you better get somebody in front of him or get an angle because he will he'll take it to the house. So look at this team. You have Jones, Barkley, the nucleus, uh, Leonard Williams, Ojalari, McKinney. A lot of guys to get excited about. Andrew Thomas. Mm -hmm. If Howard Cross is the GM. What are you looking to add next to this team, whether it's the draft, free agency, whatever? What are we missing? Well, I have no idea. Like, if you're looking at me, I'd, I'd have to be watching them all year. Like I said, I'd be gauging it on what the medical staff is saying about the guys that are actually injured and how bad the injuries are. And I'd be talking to the guys that are injured and trying to figure out where they were uh, because that's going to determine what I need to do and what I need to bring onto the team. The team was constructed in a way that everyone felt like, hey, look, they have a shot. They got a lot of weapons. They got, you know, the offensive line's kind of been rebuilt. It looks like it's going to be okay. And it's, you know, it's just not. You know, you're going to have to bring some guys in. You have to bring a, an interior lineman in, offensive lineman, definitely. Uh, if you see a guy out there that wants to compete at tackle, uh, you're going to want a guy competing at the opposite tackle. Uh, also, uh, not that the tackle we have isn't good, but you just want somebody that can compete. Yeah. You know, it's going to be on the team uh, from a, 
from a um, different from a different standpoint. You look at the defense. Like I said, I don't know where Blake's going to be. I'm not a doctor. Right. Uh, I don't know how many years exactly he's been in the league, and and you guys know that. So you gotta you gotta consider that. Right. You just right. got to consider that. Right. Um, if you can find a guy that can, you know, amp it up another notch in in the pass rush, you got to consider it. Like you can never have enough pass rushers. Right. Right. And you can never have enough good offensive linemen. You just can't. These are the things Chris and I talk about. So it's it's just validating what what we're saying as well. So that's good to hear. Yeah. I mean, it's what every team says. Yeah. Every team says the same thing. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice if Galladay was going to be healthy. Yeah. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. You just signed him, but man, you need that guy healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Howard, Kadarius Tony, tell me what you think of him. Um, here's what I I saw back in camp. I saw a kid that looks like he will run through a wall to win mm-hmm. a football game, Howard. I actually talked to Judge on the side about this kid, and I mentioned that, and he said to me, he says, that's the type of guys you know we want here. He loves that about him. Howard, tell me what you see with Kadarius and everything he brings to the table to this team. I think people don't realize like the talent the kid had. I, I, I tell them like this, Alabama plays Florida. <laughs> All Saban talks about is Kadarius Tony. Right? If Saban's talking about a team the last year that was like that dominant, blowing everybody out, that he needed to pay special attention to one guy, that's the kind of guy that you're going to get in the NFL. He, he's Jalen Waddle. He's he, he's he's that kind of guy. He's the guy out in um, he's Hill, Tariq Hill, out in what you call it. He could be that electrifying. He's not going down. He runs the ball. Every time he touches the ball, it's like he's a – a returner at, 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 at some at some game that he's got. He just got a kick and he just found a hole and you just can't get your hands on him. He's that guy. So, you know, the more comfortable they get with, with the protections and being able to, to, to get the ball out, you're going to see him catch the ball and there's gonna be, he's going to embarrass some guys. He's, he's going to embarrass he, a lot of guys. He's actually done it a few times already. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, he just does it. Like the fact that I let him throw, throw passes and stuff like that, that's cool and everything, but I'd like to see him catch the ball swinging out of the backfield, catch it in the flap on the, on the move and see what happens. I like to see him catch the ball on a slant coming across the middle of the right. field when nobody's just like hanging on him or give him, give him the option route on the outside just to where a guy has to try to stay in front of him. You know, you know you're coming to him. That That's what I'd like to see. Howard, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I actually threw a tweet on, yeah, I think it was yesterday or this morning. I forget the tweet so much, but what Shanahan did the other night with Debo, right? Mm-hmm. The way he was getting him the ball out of the backfield, the quick slant. I said, tell me if I'm wrong with this, How I said, look, this is what needs to be done a little bit more with Tony. Now, he's not a bigger kid like Debo, Debo is, but this is the type of thing you want to see where you got to scheme it up a little bit more as getting the ball in his kid's hands. Because like you said, Howard, when the ball's in his kid's hands, he's going to, you know, he could go. I mean, he could make things happen. He could make people look stupid. He could get those yak yards. He could take you know the whole. You got to get the ball in this kid's hands. I understand Galladay. I understand Barkley back and all that. But you saw what Shanahan did. Not. He was making sure Howard. He was getting the ball in his guy's hands. And yeah, that's one game. No, they, they they bullied the Rams. They, that's their team. They like to bully. I don't know why they did like that. And Debo had a great great game against them. You you 
with Barkley back, like I said, if he stays healthy, Tony's healthy, those are two guys that are within the first five to ten yards from the line of scrimmage. They're dangerous guys. Then all of a sudden, you need one guy that can take get down the field and get deep. That's what we're looking for. One of the receivers stay, they can stay healthy and, and get down the field and start to stretch it out. It could be a good, it could be a fun end of the year to watch all this try to come in place. Well, you saw what could happen when they had basically everybody against the Saints. Mm-hmm. You saw yeah. it right there. It's, it's hard. It's hard to stop them when they're like that. What are you most excited about this franchise right now, Howard? I mean, it's been a long time. Look, we had a, 10 years of, of losing, but again, we do believe that there's a lot of good things with this team and a lot of good talent. What are you most excited about? I'm excited about some of the young guys that have, that have come up and started to play. The Ojolari, the, the, the way he looks coming off the corner, he he is a, he, he could be a, a really top-notch pass rusher, and hopefully we're wishing him health. I'm excited to watch Tony, um, his play. He, he looks like a, a guy that's going to be around for a while. I'm, I'm excited for Andrew Thomas. I can't wait for him to come back and be healthy. Yeah. Looks like you got a, a left tackle that could be around for 10 years, and, and that's something that's hard to get in this league. I'm excited for Daniel Jones, believe it or not. I, I like his progression as he keeps growing uh, year in and year out, and it looks like they're, they're headed in the right direction, I'm, and I'm glad that it's not, well, this is the end of an era. we got to move on, and it's just been two years. So whatever they do going forward and whatever changes they might make, they should make them and, and be, you know, stand by them. But I'm excited that you got a coach that you kind of like, hey, look, we're going to get this guy a run. You know, think about it. Think about all the coaches that wouldn't be, you know, who they were if we if teams didn't give them a chance to get started. Y'all yeah. check would even be in the league now. now. I always say Landry took like six years with that. I mean, it was the 60s, yeah. but Landry took like six, seven years before they started yeah. winning. Yeah, but Belichick was in Cleveland. Like yeah. nobody would take another shot at him. Right. Thinking, but you know, Parcells, his first year, he was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. He wouldn't have got a second year. They would have ran it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. They would have run him out of town. Yeah. They were look. They, they were thinking about it. Howard back in the yeah. day. Schnellenbecker, yeah, right? But that's that's what it is. We live in a world of instant gratification. We want it all right now. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't work that way. You got to work. You got to grind. You got to get there. And what you see on game day is like hours and hours and hours of preparation, and hours and hours and hours of guys getting done. And you just hope that they're all doing it at the right time. Like I tell people every week, it takes about three or five plays in every game that can make it a great game for you. Or can make it a really bad game for you. And you just hope that when that play is called, it, you know, if it comes to you, you make the play. I keep thinking of the Washington game when you say that. There were like there were two or three where it goes the other way. We win that one and feel a lot better. Dropped interception. Yep. Howard, a lot of our people that listen, we've had a lot of the old Super Bowl champions on, Baval, Pep, 
you know, all these guys. And so we're going to bring you down memory lane a little bit, my man. People love to hear this. So you're 1989. You enter the locker room. You got guys like Lawrence. You got that big tomato up in the booth, Banks. You got all, <laughs> you got all these guys. So tell us, Howard, you walk in that locker room. What was the feeling like, my man? You're coming out of Alabama. You're a rookie. You step into this locker room. Um, tell us what that was like. You know, I, I thought it was great to see, you know, Banksy, Pepper, all those guys, Reasons, uh, Sims. It just it was really cool to be around them. But, you know, I got to remember, I came from Alabama. I played every day in practice against a Hall of Fame player and Derek Thomas, yeah. my roommate. But, like, it was like I, well, it was I, like, well, I, I didn't go from one yeah. extreme to the next extreme. I went from, like, okay, you know, I played with Canadians Bennett for my first two years. Yeah. That was the scariest thing in the world to do <laughs> when, you're, when you're a freshman weighing 180 pounds. And this guy, I said, this guy's got four legs. Look at this. <laughs> and, like, and can fly, man. He could fly. So it was like just, I played with that. I grew up around that. So coming here, Coach Coach Parcells, you say all the time, that the chicken wire outfit, you know, that you came from in Alabama. So I think our stadium's bigger than yours, Coach. But, you know, I don't really care. <laughs> so, so I just had a different view of it. I, I can remember playing the first game in the Giants. We played Washington down in Washington when they were still the skins and stuff. And it was so loud and everybody was freaking out. And I'm like, no, it's not that loud because my first game in college was against Georgia in Georgia at night. And I'm like, I couldn't hear. I'm like, it was vibrating. I'm like, what in the world is this? <laughs> so, like, you know, just it, big time, big college football. You get a lot. You don't get as many great guys, but you get a lot of them. We had a lot of guys that go go into the league and have successful careers and a lot of fun. And we, you know, thank God are still around and can and knock on wood here and, and can stay in touch. So, and just like stay in touch with the guys that I play with here at the Giants, it, it's really cool to be around a bunch of them. What was your relationship like with Parcells? Uh, I plot. I plan to kill him every day. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't think anybody would miss him, so I didn't do it. But, um, you know, Bill was one of those guys that, like, you know, he rode you really hard and he tried to, you know, get you to play to, to spite him instead of, like, almost for him. So it was it was, it was was rough. But he he's probably a better friend and, 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 and mentor now that he's gone. He's like, you know, you know you're one of my guys, right? Like, I know Coach is one of you guys. Nah, awesome. Didn't seem like it back then, but now I know, you know, years later. Nice. That's great. A lot of people's history. Howard, did he ride you hard as a rookie, man? Would you, when you, he rode you everybody hard? It wasn't just because I was a rookie. He's like, oh man, he'd, he'd say anything to you. <laughs> he, he, he's just always on you constantly. Something, something idiotic, crazy, just silly stuff constantly. I, I broke my hand, I think, the first game of the season against the Eagles. Uh, can he catch? I don't know. We can we can we can put a cast on him. We don't have time for that. Can he block? Tape it up. Put him back in there. Like it was just it was just a different world. That's awesome. <laughs> Jerry, you got some? No, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, Howard. Look, you know the second your second year in the league, and you guys thirteen and three, and you're playing Buffalo against you know against your old friend there, Biscuit, in the yep. Super Bowl, and. Man, how what the hell was that like, man? I mean, it, you, know, you guys are underdogs. Buffalo was a, at the time, you know, coming on a roll. I think they won by about a hundred points in the championship game. Not many people gave you guys a chance in that '90 Super Bowl. What was that like, man? I mean, what was that? You're only your second year in the league, and here you are, you're playing 
in the Super Bowl. Tell tell us about that experience. I think it's kind of funny because my rookie year, you know, Flipper Anderson runs out of the end zone. Like, I never won a championship in football or anything, so I, I couldn't understand, like, the whole concept. Oh, we won the East. Like, actually, what does that mean? But, oh, it means you're in the playoffs. Oh, okay. Slipper runs out of the end zone. Okay, you can go home now. Like, what? <laughs> like, we don't get to, like, do this again next? No, this is over. Season's done. So the following year, going out and playing, you know, in, in playoff games and winning, beating Chicago, beating the Niners and winding up winning the Super Bowl was, like, it was crazy. And especially playing against somebody that, that I knew so well. You know, uh, with Canis, and it was like funny to see him, and we laughed and we hugged. Like, okay, we're getting after it. Okay, we're getting after it. Let's let's see what happens. And you know, that was like, I guess, probably when you guys could figure out, and no one really knew, but that's probably the the blueprint for, okay, Belichick's going to be a really really good coach. He figured it out, and they and they executed it perfectly. Howard, when when that second half, you had that long drive. Did you did you sense you were Punching them in the mouth. Did you sense them like start like, oh shit, we're in trouble here? That yeah, was a nine plus minute drive. No, you know, coach, we just tried to, to to go out and and play the game we wanted to play. We wanted to control the ball. We wanted to keep keep Kelly and, and the K Gun offense off the field. And we wanted to score points at the end of drives. And that's kind of what we were doing. You know, whether it was Ingram in the middle of the field breaking like fifty tackles. I think he broke everybody tack tried to tackle him. Some of the refs kicked him, but he got free. <laughs> uh, you know, whether it's me catching like, you know, the same route over and over and over right. again. Like they like, okay, he caught one of them. Now there's three more of them. Like, okay, the coach, you can keep doing this. I don't think they think I'm gonna catch the ball. So so like we just had had to drive going and, and watching Otis, you know, kind of, you know, find that fountain of youth and, and just run over guys. So it was a good, good moment. Like Bruce Smith's like, man, you held me the whole game. So I didn't even block you that game. And he starts to look back at the tape like, ah, I kind of was. Well, you know, they didn't throw a flag. So, like, so part of it. Is that what, was he complaining a lot about that? How it doing the game? Yeah, you we, we, we talk about it now when we see each other. I was like, man, I really kicked your butt in the, in the Super Bowl, right? And he's like, you were holding me. They threw a flag? Like, no. Okay, then. I wasn't holding you. <laughs> Listen, man, you, 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 I was gonna yeah. say, you've, been, you've been real generous with your time. We're, we'll go a few more. Um, who was the who was the toughest one for you to block in, in practice? Just curious on the Giants. In practice? Yeah. Like we, yeah, we, we had some good practices, but we weren't, like, really mean to each other. Like, there wasn't like uh, we, we'd get our work in. We'd get in. That's why I'm so confused why they don't practice today. Mm -hmm. uh, but, like, uh, back in college, it would have been Kanias Bennett. He was unblockable, just mm -hmm. ridiculous. Uh, but he was so much more developed than I was. I was like 18 years old or 17 years old, and he was out there like, yeah! like I look like a clothes hanger with a uniform on it. And so that was hard. <laughs> I think when I got here, like I watched Lawrence like in practice, like just be going along, and then somebody piss him off, and then you couldn't touch him. Guys would be breaking shoelaces. Uh, so so oh, we didn't we didn't have a lot of those. Like I think in, against uh, uh, opponents probably like Charles Haley. He was, I don't know what was, he, I don't know what he was on, but he was hard to block. He was just incredible. My old buddy uh, Kevin Green, God rest his soul, was also just a guy like he, like somebody planted him in the ground, and you just couldn't move him from that spot. So it was just really interesting. What kind of teammate was Lawrence Taylor, Howard? Lawrence was the kind of guy that uh, my my dad met him um, my rookie year, and my dad said to him like, "Yo, if this kid's doing anything wrong, you you let me know, right?" Lawrence goes. Absolutely, Mr. Cross. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, whatever. And Lawrence threatened to call my dad several times. So I'm like, man, 
He goes, I want to see if your dad's going to beat you up. I'm like, oh, he will. Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> so, was also the guy that was like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Or what are you doing for Christmas? And, and uh, you know, a lot of us couldn't get back home because you right. were in playoffs or whatever. Or, and he's like, well, okay. Was it 20 of us? You guys come into my house. We'll, we'll cater a dinner and you guys can have it. So he was that guy that was inviting guys over to his house for dinner. He, he did a lot of stuff. He encouraged me to get into golf uh, when I was playing basketball like every week. He goes, you're not going to be able to do that forever. I'm like, yeah, right. Sims like, yep, Lawrence is right. You better learn to play golf. I'm like, golf? I will never play golf. Now <laughs> I play it. Like, and it'll be freezing if I can get out and play. Oh. I'll play. Like, I love it. So. Oh, there you go. Chris. Oh, I found, I found another lunatic like me, Jerry. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Call, I'll, uh, Howard, I'll play if it's 38 degrees. 30, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. As long as it's not windy, I can play and rain. Right. I, I can play. I was out the other day and it was 41 degrees. How you know what's amazing is that, you know, when people think of Lawrence, obviously they think about him on the field, but so many guys told me what a great, great teammate he was. Like Banks yeah. Banks has told me the last few years that Chris, he'd be like, Chris, you don't, you don't realize what this guy did. And not just veterans, for rookies, everything, what he did for guys in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Like, like, there was a Lawrence and then there's an LT, right? Like in the locker room, he was like Lawrence. Like he was a teammate. He was there was no ego shit with him, Howard, from what I understand. Like he treated everybody like he, the same. There was no like this superstar bullshit ego with him with a guy like Howard Cross that's coming in from Alabama in 1989. That's why I heard so many stories about Lawrence like that. Now you're telling us the story about, hey, you know, I couldn't get back home for Thanksgiving. Lawrence had us over hustling like 20 guys. You know, a lot of people don't realize that what a great teammate Lawrence yeah. was. So Lawrence was a good, you know, I, I know reputation and everything, and he did make some bonehead mistakes through his life. But as far as like a good human trying to do the right thing by people, he took care of a lot of us. And he made sure that we were okay and, and everything was all right. Um, Howard, which quarterback over the years, which one did you have the best chemistry with? Sims would probably be number one because he, you know, a couple more of my passes from him than anyone. And then after that, I don't know, maybe Collins, uh, you know, uh, I think like we had some rough years in the middle and yeah. Collins came along and like, I was at the end of my career then. He was still trying to find ways to get me the ball. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Howard, um, I'm a huge, huge Notre Dame guy. Okay. So I've, I've talked to you before about your kids. So anybody that doesn't know, Howard Cross, his son, number 56 for the Fighting Irish yep. defensive lineman. Not like his old man, but a defensive lineman. Howard, I got to ask you, my man, um, how's your son doing? He's a junior now. Um, you know, the team's 9-1. Mm -hmm. That tough loss to Cincinnati. I'm still freaking pissed off about it. But, uh, <laughs> Howard, uh, trust me, Howard, I get freaking fuming. Uh, you know, I just realized the Andy, <laughs> the Andy had it. But how it's talk? Tell us about your son, my man. You know, he's a he's a for folks that don't know, he's a junior defensive lineman, number fifty six. Make sure you look next time you see the Irish. How it? Tell us about him. Yeah, I think he's having a pretty good year. They, they he was at D tackle his first two years, and this year they asked him to play a little nose tackle. Uh, it's like, dude, that's some somebody doesn't like you. So it's like well, so, how how just one thought. I was just gonna ask you that. Could you tell me why he's doing a lot of the zero and the one tech this year? I was just gonna ask you that. Is it me or was he outside more last year? But go ahead. He played he played three technique, uh which is like the, the defensive tackle that usually gets the pressure up the field. Yeah. 
And they're trying to they're just get more and more D linemen in. So they just move guys around and keep shifting them. And he's the, one of the strongest D linemen that they have. Uh, so they was like, okay, well, I know he's not that big, but we can put him at nose tackle. I'm like, oh, my God, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, so he's like, he, he enjoys it. He likes to mix it up. I think uh, a couple of players are getting healthy, so he's going to be able to slide back to his normal position mm-hmm. with the technique. Uh, and he, you know, he's playing pretty well. He's, and he's getting his schoolwork, which is most important because I'm like, get your degree no matter what. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, if I go to the league, I'm like, what are you going to do, work in the league office? Oh. Get your degree. I do not care about that. Like, yeah. it, like now, knowing knowing now, if I'd have known that then, I would have wanted to be redshirted my freshman year at Alabama. I would have wanted to have a chance to get a master's degree from, from the college. Yeah. Like, you, you can't replace that. You're getting a free education. Well, not a free education you're working for, but you're getting yeah. a really nice education at about 75 grand plus a year. So, yeah, you, mm-hmm. you, you get every – Every ounce of that, squeeze every drop out of it you can because they take good care of their, their students. The Alumni Association there is pretty good, and I'm very happy for them. You're happy, you're happy you chose Notre Dame, huh, Howard? Well, I'm just happy for he's happy. Like, you can't good. I have twins. My daughter went to Alabama, probably my favorite kid, and then my son goes to Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> so you try to figure it out. You Chris, Chris wants out. you to say that there were 20 schools and that Notre Dame was just shining on the list, and he chose Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> He, you know, I, I kind of, you know, and I'm, I got to let you guys go, but uh, yeah. I kind of did, I kind of did this. I, I kind of had a long conversation with him about, you know, life after sports. Like, what if you don't play another down, but they're going to give you a scholarship? Where would you want to go? And he was like, well, I, I'm going to go here. I'm like, no, where do you want to go? Do you want to go to a school where you can work anywhere in America? Or do you want to go to a school where you're going to be a little more regionalized? And we talked about that. So you want to go to a school with stronger alumni base. And then we, we discussed it. We worked through everything. So he was looking at Stanford and, and he was looking at Duke. He was looking at uh, uh, Northwestern and, and a little bit at Vanderbilt. And, you know, I, I kept him away from the Michigans, Ohio States, the Alabamas. I'm like, great schools, great everything. But look at schools that's going to give you the opportunity to go wherever you want to go in the country and work. And that you don't have to worry, but when you look up, there'll be somebody that you know that's an alumni that can help you. And that's what he—that's what he did. Smart. Good for him, brother. Good for him. Great fatherly advice. And Howard, I'll be looking forward to him next year. Um, hopefully, back outside in that three, man. Because you know, like like we just talked about, what the effort? He, uh, you know, please don't get me started with Kelly at times and the whole. Deep, uh, please don't get me started, Howard. We talked about this once before about. Uh, you know, we'll talk about what I see at the facility again. Not here, but uh, but hey, listen, my man, listen, my man, it was a freaking pleasure talking to you, and I see you around anyway. But uh, Jerry, anything else for my man Howard? Lastly, Howard, 1994 training camp. <laughs> Thank you for signing it. Um, I bothered you. I was a pain in the ass. Still got it. That's thanks, right. man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, thanks man. for you your time, man. Really appreciate it. No problem. Have Howard, take care, man. I'll see you later. Well, that was awesome, Chris. I mean, you know, we now now we have to we have to preview the Raiders or whoever. Who are we playing the Bucks? Some pirate team. I don't know. Where, I don't know where to go after Some that pirate team. team. <laughs> <laughs> that other pirate team that plays in uh, Spice St. Petersburg. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that was great. Um, all right, dude. Wow, Howard Cross, fifty-two minutes of his time. Awesome. Well, um, you know what, Jerry? Me yeah. and you, we we talked about getting Howard on because uh, he's there. He's got the pulse of the team. 
And we're at the midway point, basically. Uh, I don't know what the hell you call a 17-game schedule anyway. Well, I guess we'll call it the nine-game as half. Mid- I think we're at the midway point. No, we're not. It's we we played. Well, nine. Yeah, I, I don't know what the hell you call it anymore. Yeah. But anyway, the, we'll say it's the, you know it's the midway point of the season, coming out of the bye. And, yeah. And how is that the building every day? We all know he does a sideline radio, and nobody's got a better feel for the team than him. So we wanted to give everybody like, hey, you know, we we talked about it. Hey, let's 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 try to get Howard on because he's got a good, you know, perspective of everything, right, Jerry? The way yeah. he, you know, the way he feels about this guy and what's going on with the team offense and you know he gave his insight and evan and all that yeah that that's judge. what was special about it yeah yeah right. usually and it's just we talk to the old giants and it's all about you know their career and that's great but this is a guy that's dialed in like you know that that's why it was great hearing his perspectives and um yeah that was invaluable dude awesome yeah so um i think it worked out i think people are going to get a kick out of listening to how what he thinks about you know this franchise and where it's going and all that dude yep speaking of franchises, a uh, certain guy named Tom Brady's leading the Super Bowl champs mm. against the Giants Monday night, dude. Mm. Um, you know what? I, I put on Twitter early in the week after the game, oh, Brady, you know, and his team is going to be, he's going to be pissed off two in a row, the whole deal. And I was like, yeah, so effing what he's pissed off, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Tom Brady's a special, he's a special athlete, Jerry. He plays every week pissed off. He, you know, I mean, he could have won thirty to nothing the week before, but he's thinking about being drafted sixth in the sixth round, and he's going to try to take out on the next team. Right. He's the Michael Jordan of football. He's just a guy that's so competitive and so pissed and wants to prove himself every damn week. Yep. So it doesn't matter about this loss. You know, they're going to try to correct some things. They've lost two in a row, right? Jerry going mm-hmm. into this game, the Giants are coming out of the bye, feeling pretty good about themselves, right? Beating yeah. the Raiders. And you know, you look at. I'm watching last year's game, and Jerry, you remember this? I, if I if I remember correctly, it was a Monday night game too, a mm-hmm. Sunday night game, one or the other. Monday night. Okay, and I was texting you from the booth. Remember when I tell you? I don't know if you remember. I told you the first. I said, Jerry, they actually look like they got Brady a little confused out there. Yeah. Do you remember me texting yes. you that, Jerry? Absolutely. Because I saw Tom go to the sideline a lot. He was going, you know, and I'm, he was flailing his hands up a few times. He was looking at the tablet. He was pissed. You could tell uh, Byron Leftwich came over. They were talking about some shit. Yeah. And Arians came over. And you could tell Tom was pissed off about something. And he's pointing at the tap and he's doing this. And, and, and I'm saying to myself, wow, it looks like Graham's, you know, doing some things that has Tom a little like, oh, what the F are you doing out there? You know what I mean? And of course, he got that solved pretty quick because he's Tom Brady, Jerry. But. They lose what? They lose two big turnovers last year to this yeah. team, right? Yeah. Uh, they even, they drive down the field at the end. I think it was Golden Tate with the touchdown from Daniel. Yep. They go for the two. They don't convert. They lose by two. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, to a Tampa team that was that had it going at that time. Yeah. Okay. Now this year they, they face a Tampa team that's lost two in a row. They really banged up on the back end, Jerry. Their secondary is. You know, except for the safety yeah. position, I'm talking about their corner, not the safeties. Right. I'm talking about their corners. Um, you know, I gotta get any Richard Sherman help. They just put him on IR. You right. know, not that he was gonna do much for them anyway. Please. Um, so that's where the Giants have to exploit. Jerry not turning the ball over this damn week. Can't be turning over two times. I think it was plus territory last year. Can't be doing that, dude. Yeah, you're not gonna win the game. Um, and obviously, the key is gonna be who's gonna block. <laughs> Will they block JPPs? Will they block the Shaq Barretts? And Jerry, you want to know, I'm watching Tampa Bay on film. I'm watching them last three, four games. You know what I'm really worried about the most? White. <laughs> yeah, so Jerry, right. Devin White. I mean, you know, what he's doing out there, blitzing those A's and B's. Um, really concerned about him. 
Uh, obviously, JPP and Barrett, you know, you got so can they block those guys up front, Jerry? Is can Andrew Thomas going to be healthy or no? I don't think Thomas is going to be there. I saw no. your tweet, and I, I that's no. what was I think people were like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, look, he's you know, he's they opened up the 21 day window with him coming mm. off the IR, he wasn't really moving around too good. Um, I don't think he's going to play Monday night. I mean, look, you got the extra day to play with, obviously, the Monday night game, but I wouldn't expect to see him. Uh, we'll know more Friday, you know, and all that, but it's not looking good for Thomas. On the other hand, Saquon, without question, in my opinion, is going to be playing. So you're going to have him back. Uh, you're probably not going to have Shep, uh, but they're going to have plenty of weapons. Jerry. But a healthier Galladay, though. A healthier Galladay, yeah. Tony. Yeah. You're going to have weapons. Not the only question is, you know, are you going to block them up front? You know, yeah. um, they're a very good team against the run, Jerry. Even with Vayer out, they're still a good team against the run. They're still going to be good against the run. Sue is causing havoc all over the place as usual. Yeah. Getting quarterback hits, three sacks. Well, when you know what? And Sue is like, what, Chris? You could argue he's like their fourth guy there. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's amazing. So that's much. their fourth. And he just does so much up the middle. Yeah. You know, he just, you know, he just penetrates that pocket in front. Not off the edges, uh, you know, so he does so much for them. And, Jerry, look, you know, you know Brady, you know they're going to get in the 20s. Yeah. You know that's coming, Jerry, you know, mm. 24, 27 points. Yeah. Um, can you outscore them? Can you get the 30 spot or 28 spot? That's going to be the story of the game, dude. And can you get a couple more? Ter- look, Brady had two picks last week in the first quarter. One was a deflection. wasn't his fault. The other one was his fault. Mm. Um, you know, can can you get a couple turnovers off off? From him, you know, right. and that's what that's what this game's going to come down to, man. Um, you know, Tampa Bay six and three, and and they're going to be looking to right the ship themselves. So a real tough task, but something we talked about, Jerry. Right? If you could go into Tampa oh. and get this win, now you could start talking playoff scenarios. Right now, you could start talking about wild card. What's this team's record? What would beat this team? Oh, you know, whatever it might be. But until then, you know. I just can't talk about any playoff scenarios, dude. If they win Monday night, I got a little speech ready for the following week. I was thinking about it in the car the other day. Like a patent speech? Uh, a little bit. Really? It's not long, but I was saying I was I was practicing it with such emotion because I was almost getting emotional because of who we're playing and what they did so last year. But do I, you I, have I, it memorized, or you need like a telephone? No, no, no. It's more it's more points I want to make points, gotcha. and you know. But I'm I'm a I'm a, I'm a psychopath buffoon. Um, you know, thinking about who we're going to play that following week and whose numbers getting retired. And okay. Anyway, forget that. Let's leave that where it is. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't put, I know I said it the other night and everybody kind of laughed. I said, well, I feel like Washington's going to beat them. And of course they are because then they're going to be really pissed off. But thinking about it now, I, as it happened, I don't care if they lost two in a row. I don't care. Like you said before, what the hell Daniel Jones record is prime time. It doesn't mean doesn't anything. Mean shit. Doesn't yeah, mean anything. Should. Yeah. So look, we, we know what the task is. Their, their secondary's weak. Their front seven's good, and we got to hope that we can keep them off, um, keep them off Jones, and, and maybe get some type of running game going. It's going to be really tough. Um, and and you're, they're going to put up points, like you said. But you know, he said it before, Cross. He said, you know, they they're his favorite targets. Obviously, Gronk at tight end doesn't seem to like the other ones. So, you know, it's Mike Evans, the Mike Evans show, right? I don't know if Antonio Brown's going to play or not, but. We'll see. Yeah, it's interesting you said that, Jerry, because, you know, Cameron Brady and O.J. Howard aren't bad. Mm-hmm. And it seems like, you know, Brady's not a big tight end guy when Gronk is out, you no, know? Right. 
Um, would you like Brayton or Howard on our team? Yes. Me too. Yeah, well, I would like Brayton more than Howard. Yeah, me too. I would like yes. Brayton more than Howard on yep. our team. Yep. Um, but look, it's been um, – it hasn't even been the Leonard Fournette show on the ground, really. They're, only, they're averaging about 90 yards a game, I think, um, yeah. if I write around that number, rushing. But it's been the Tom, Mike Evans, and Chris yeah. Godwin show, you know? Yeah. And yeah. obviously, when Antonio Brown has played, you know, he's he's gotten his targets. He's got like four touchdowns himself. But, you know, Mike Evans has got nine touchdowns, Jerry. Yeah. You know, uh, Chris Godwin leads the team in receptions. He's got like 700 yards already. Whatever the hell he yeah, has. Right, right, right. Uh, um, you know, it's been those three guys. And in the red area, you know, it's been the Mike Evans show, you know. He throws to the backs a lot. Brady Fournette's got like 20 catches. Giovanni Bernard's got like 20-plus catches. Yeah. So you're going to have to be made aware of that, you know, on those matchups. And, and, you know, Thomas, look, their offensive line is excellent, dude. Yeah. You talk about Tampa Bay and you say, okay, what's going on up there? Well, Tristan Wirtz is having an all-pro year at right tackle. Yeah. To build off of his his ridiculous rookie year, yes. Right. I mean, oh, you mean Pro Bowl, Chris? No, no, no. All-pro year. Right. Forget about that Pro Bowl shit. All Pro is what you want. Right. He's having an All Pro year. Yeah, they got all Jerry. They literally between him and Donovan Smith, the left tackle, in a in over eight hundred pass blocking plays. Yeah, these two guys are giving up two sacks and like seventeen pressures. And Jerry, do you hear what I just said? That's yeah, ridiculous. Eight hundred plus pass blocking plays. That is insane, dude. Insane. Uh, so, their offensive line, they always seem to be healthy. They've been How good together. would Daniel Jones be with that, Chris? Just, yeah, I, I, yeah. I got to throw it out there. I love Tom Brady. Tom Brady's great, right? And, yeah, yeah. You know, he's you the know best that. of all yeah. time. But how great would Daniel, how good would Jones be with that? I mean, you know, Jerry, maybe one day we'll have a, you know, a general manager that says, you know what, I'm going to actually pick the, you know, we have some buffoons up at the phone office say, well, you know, could we pick, you know, well, in all fairness, Andrew Thomas looks like he's panning out to that, okay? Yes. Mm. But, you know, there's other pieces of the offensive line that they have, the cap is, yeah. you know, the alley markets. You know what I mean? Well, it was funny uh, when we asked Cross that. What, what would you do? I don't know. Well, the interior of the line. And then he started going off on it where he would do it. It was like, okay, good, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, same, yeah. same thought process, yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, how, like you said, Jerry, you know, when you said you could have put a seven on you, man, you could have been like a right tackle back yeah, in the day. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at Howard, he's, he's looking at some things in the offensive line, and he shakes his head like, well, you know, what are we doing here, you know? <laughs> it's a patchwork shit. line, guys, who's out, you know, JF yeah. picks, you know, all that crap. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, look, Jerry, uh, you know, I can tell you this, the Giants are feeling good about themselves, dude, going into this game like they should. And they're not intimidated by these the world champs, you know? Yep. They feel they could go into Tampa, Jerry, and get out of there with a win. That's the feeling in the building, dude. You know, yeah. uh, nobody has this feeling like, oh, we're playing Brady, lost two in a row. We had, oh, my God, what a – no, they, they're looking at it like, well, yeah, that's nice. Well, we want to out of the last three. Our defense is playing better. We're going to do what we have to do out there. You know what I mean? So 15 days to get ready for them, too. Exactly, you know? And, um, hey, look. Graham's been doing a lot of different things. Guys are executing better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's see. You know, it's going to be an interesting matchup, Jerry. If they could hold Brady to like 24, 20 points. And then it's now it's up to Jason Garrett and the offense with the weapons back, you know, to try to get that 27, 28 point mark. All right, dude. 
Great job by you, um, breaking it down perfectly in a, in a condensed time because of the interview we had with Cross. <clears throat> let's get to uh, let's get to picks because I want to get to what your your pick is this week with the Giants. I'm, I'm more interested in that. Um, last week I went down one more, but I knew the Eagles were going to win. I went with Denver. I don't know why. We differed on one other game. I forget what it I was. I think I went with the Eagles, didn't I? You did. I didn't. Oh, I went I with Denver so, yeah. like a moron. And I knew. Oh, I think you went with the Eagles, too. Okay. I said, you're right, but I'm going with Denver. I did that oh, stupid I... shit again. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> let's start tomorrow night. Patriots at Falcons. Who do you like? Boy, the Falcons came back down to earth, huh? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patriots. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. Bill's got, Bill's got it going up there. Patriots. Yeah, Mac Jones, baby. Uh, Ravens at Bears. Ravens. Packers at me too. Packers at Vikings. Mm. Vikings. No, every time you think the Vikings are put together, they 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 throw. Uh, Packers. Toughest team to pick. They really know, are. Right? They are. They are weird, man. Oh, what a weird team. I'll go with the Vikings. I'm screwing myself here. Colts at Bills. Bills, right? Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, Lions at Browns. <laughs> well, don't laugh. I, 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 uh... I'm going to go with the Browns, Jerry, at home, but yeah. would it really shock you if the Lions no. beat these guys? No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't. Nope. Boy, that was tough last week. Lions, <laughs> Lions Steelers. Uh, <laughs> nobody wanted that game. <laughs> I can't believe Friermuth fumbled. <laughs> I know. Uh, Washington Panthers. Cam, back in Carolina. I'm going to go with Cam in Carolina. Cam. Me too. Texans at Titans. Tennessee. Same. That's an easy one. 49ers at Jags. The Jags, if they just put Rams helmets on, then maybe the 49ers will beat them by 30. They might (laughs) beat them by 30 anyway, but. Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners. But it wouldn't shock me to see the Jags win that. I'm going to go with the Niners. After Monday night, my God. Uh, Dolphins at Jets. Flacco. Flacco show. I'm not not even going to get into it because Evan Roberts is going to accuse me of picking on the Jets too much, so. I'll go with Miami. I'm going to go with the Jets. Going with Flacco. That's a coin flip. Uh, Saints at Philly. I'm going to go with the Saints. Good. That makes me feel better. I'll go with Philly, but I'm hoping you're right. To the reverse of what I did last week. Uh, Bengals at Raiders. Bengals. I think it's all starting to come apart for the Raiders, dude. We were their get wrong game, baby. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> nice. When they finish seven and ten, they're gonna say, "Well, it all went downhill after we lost to the Giants." At the Meadowlands, it went it went, it went wrong for us. I'm going Bengals as well. Usually with a get right team, uh, Cowboys at Chiefs, Kansas Chiefs. City Chiefs. How about them? Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I can- have I have Mahomes, but I think Banks said it. Three of those touchdowns should have been interceptions. I mean, he's just flinging it. Like, oh my God! How was the? How were they catching these balls? They weren't even like it wasn't like it normally is with him. Like he just was flinging it the other night, and the Raiders couldn't get it. it was weird. <laughs> yeah, they dropped a few. They should. Oh have. man, yeah. I'll go with the Chiefs though. Yeah, me too. Uh, Spag seems like he's getting a defense get going a little bit. So I'll go. I'll, I like Kansas. Isn't State. that the, isn't that him though? It's like str- mm-hmm. start struggle struggle, come on strong. Uh, he should more. just tell. He should just tell his team in August in camp. All right, I'll see you in November. Yeah, right. right. 
<laughs> just do what you want till November. Play man. Play man. <laughs> do what you want, guys. Whatever you want. I'll see you in November. Steelers, Chargers. Sunday night. Chargers. Yeah, me too. Finally. 8 o'clock. 8.15. Monday, November 22nd. Eastern Standard Time. 8.15. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Giants at Buccaneers. Who do you got? Where do you want me to go first? Uh, no, I'll jump on it this week. I'll go first for you. Uh, I mean, I'll f- uh, on this giant pick. I'm going to go, Jerry, uh, um, I'm going to have to go with the Bucks in like a, a 28-20 game or something like that. I'm going to have to go with the Bucks. I, I, I just don't – I just think the Bucks front seven is going to be too much for this Giants offensive line. And and I see a few turnovers and some sacks going on. So I, I like the Bucks. Your reasoning is, is spot on. I'm going to go with the Giants – 27-24, last second field goal, Graham Gano, 47 yards. Stomach bug and all. Stomach bug and all. He's going to be fine. <laughs> just throw up. Just start throw, throw up from now till Monday night. You'll be fine. you got a few days. Get rid yeah. of it. Last 24, 48 hours. Oh, he's got plenty of time to get rid of it. You'll be time. fine. You'll be fine. Get his strength back by Sunday. He'll be feeling good. Monday night, 47-yarder to win it. Um, it I, is, folks. Hey, listen, man. I, you know, I just I got a feeling. And, and everything you said is is what a reasonable fan would think. But I I think the Barkley coming back, although maybe the running game won't even do anything. It's just him coming back, a healthy Galladay, their secondary. I think we'll, we'll max protect, keep Jones safe for the most part. Giants win 27-24. There it is. I tell you what, Jerry, man, if they can protect Daniel up front, you know, with Galladay and Tony – yeah, damage. Um, they could do damage. They could do some damage in this game, dude. Yep, and they're and they're going to annoy Brady. They're going to annoy I mean, Brady I, enough. You know, I I saw last week. You know, they got this one kid Delaney playing out in that corner because of the injuries, and and he was getting beat left and right. He got beat yep. in the end zone with DeAndre Carter. Oh, it was a really nice throw by Heineke, but you know, I I I see these guys. I saw McLaurin doing some things last week, and, and you know, the Giants receivers they if they give Daniel time. That's the they key. could do some things this week. And you know what? About Saquon, Jerry, you got to remember so much about him is that you have to account for him right. when he plays, right? Right. And two, he could hurt you out of the backfield. Yes. You absolutely. saw what he did against the Saints, right? Right. When he lined up on the outside, and, and he could do some things out of the backfield. I think you're going to see a couple of wrinkles with Kadarius Tony this week, too, as far as, you know, a bubble screen, a couple of bubbles. Um, Pass. Um no, no, no. I, they use that up a little too much. I don't think you're going to see Tony throwing the ball for a while. Okay. Um, but I, think, I, excuse me, I think you will see some bubble screens, getting the ball in his hands a little bit, you know, yep. getting him in that backfield a little bit, Jerry. Yeah. Doing just a couple of different wrinkles with Tony to get the ball in his hands, especially since I tweeted it, you know, hey, could you do what Shanahan did with Debo a little bit? You know, so <laughs> as we all know, Garrett reads the Twitter account. We they, all know that. They must. Somebody does. <laughs> I don't know if it's Garrett. <laughs> Pat Hanlon, maybe he tells him. I don't know. Someone does. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, Jerry, uh, nothing wrong with your pick, brother. I mean, hey, nothing wrong. Could have beat him last year. You know, could have we'll beat him last year. And this Tampa Bay team's a little wounded, brother, going into yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is Jerry is Gronk? I, I guess Still Gronk questionable. is questionable, right? He's, he's questionable, questionable this week. Yeah. Yeah. And Antonio Bryant, I think, is pretty much out. He's yeah. he's not going to be playing, Yeah. which is, which is going to help, um, obviously, because that third guy. So... Dude, you could be dead on, brother. Hope you are. Let's do this. Good stuff. And nice get with Howard Cross, by the way. Good job by you. Oh, oh thank you. 
All right, guys, Twitter subscription to The Giant Insider. Go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. Still excited from the Hour Cross conversation. All right, guys, remember, Monday nights are giant nights. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.